as parents, we're interjecting logic. We're interjecting, you know, you know, this is, if you do this, you will get hurt, right? And I watched my daughter move a trampoline over so she could jump off something really high onto this trampoline. <laughs> and I could see it going through her head. Oh, yeah, matter. absolutely. And this, yeah. Was, this was pre me reading this book. And it mm. didn't matter. I'm like, if you do this, you are going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, oh no, no. The, I do this. I, I got my cape on. It's like <laughs> the cape. Ah, uh, yes. Whoa, there. Right. Uh-huh. So there's a quote, and I, I wrote it out because um, I really like this, and I don't even know if I wrote it out a hundred percent right. So it might have been paraphrased a little bit. But no matter how nonsensical and frustrating your child feels, may seem to us they are real important to them. Yes. Yes. I am your host, Jason Lafferty. I'm your host, Dylan Dentremont. We are two dudes who review books. When we spoke last time, we had to like come back and re-record some stuff. Not re-record. We had to add an asterisk at the end of our yeah, we, we had to walk it back a little bit. Yeah. Walk it back because I was excited for the book that's now actually coming next week. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. well, when you ever you hear this. Um, which is, uh, you know, the emotional agility. Mm-hmm. But whole brain child is what we're talking about today. Yes. And I said this, you know, we were recording, but before we started recording for this, uh, I said that, you know, if when we were choosing the books, if you said, hey, whole brain child, it's an emotional intelligence, or yeah, it's an emotional intelligence book, I would have called you a liar. And then I would have had to had to walk it back because this is 100% an emotional intelligence book. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Oh my gosh. It's an emotional intelligence book. So mm-hmm. the full title, whole brain child, 12 revolutionary strategies to nurture your child's developing mind. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's Daniel J Siegel, MD and mm-hmm. Tina Payne Bryson, PhD. Yes. And they're the author. I mean, Dr. Siegel has, I don't know, it's an arm load. It's like, it's like eight or 10 uh, other titles out. Uh, Dr. Bryson also has several other books out. They've, they also collaborated on no drama discipline. Um, And so they, they both come from a, a, a long history of kind of coming together around parenting topics absolutely did you read no drama discipline i did not read no drama discipline not yet i i got i got kind of the general idea of it but yeah i mean after reading this one i might have to to bring it into my repertoire yeah i I think this book like this I, i feel like i've i've turned like when it comes to parenting books, I was always at the beginning, I was poo-pooing. Why would you read what, you know, mm-hmm. what to expect when you're expecting, you know, no. Like 
that we are not going to cover all 12 strategies and we we know we, we know that right yeah it's, it's sad it's sad that we don't but we could probably do 12 podcasts on all yeah. 12 strategies for sure right? yeah yeah so we'll, we'll there's a lot that jumped out and there's a lot that's like just practical use definitely so it is it is a great book um i have i've drank the kool-aid i'm, I'm in <laughs> line and sinker on this mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. this is a book that i feel like every parent should read so i i would 100 percent agree and yeah. i i would say that it's it's even broader than parents i, I think that parents is but a subset of of people that should read and experience this book i think anybody that works with kids and maybe even more like you'd said earlier this is just as much uh, an emotional intelligence book as it is a book about parenting it's just how do we apply that emotional intelligence um in in specifically towards children so uh teachers grandparents aunts uncles yeah well why don't you run down one run run us through the 12 strategies Uh, yeah and we don't have time to kind of like like crack these open um the the majority of the book is is kind of set up in kind of a i don't don't want to make it sound boring or anything but it's it's a predictable pattern (laughs) of they'll, they'll kind of set you up with a scenario and they'll talk like a scenario about, you know, this kid is flipping about one thing or another kind of common things that we have to deal with as parents. Um, they'll get into a little bit of brain science about what's going on, and then they'll cover a, a one or more whole brain strategies that can help caregivers to manage children in those various states of emotional distress. So the, there's 12 whole brain strategies kind of sprinkled throughout the book. Um, and, uh, let's see, here we go. So number one is connect and redirect. Number two is name it to tame it. By the way, all of these are listed in the back of the book, um, all 12 of them. And then, uh, number three is engage, don't enrage. Like if your kid is in a really high stress situation, engage what's called their upstairs brain, right? Part of the way this book breaks down these issues is upstairs brain, your logical thinking, rational brain and your downstairs brain, your lizard brain, the the overreacting survival fight flight, but to integrate them, right? Um, ask them to consider, plan, choose, rather than like pushing them to a place where they're just going to react. So that's engaged on enrage. Uh, number four is use it or lose it. Give kids lots of opportunities uh, to practice integrating their upstairs and downstairs brain, right? Their logical brain versus their lizard brain. Number six is use the remote of the mind, which is a way of helping your child talk through a painful event so that it doesn't negatively affect them in the future. Uh, number seven is remember to remember, help your kids exercise their memory by giving lots of practice remembering stuff. Let the clouds of emotion roll by is number eight. Remind kids that feelings come and go. I learned in this book that I guess your average emotional feeling is really only about 90 seconds. So reminding kids that the emotion you're feeling right now is temporary. Let's work through it together so that we can get to the other side and do some problem solving. Number nine is help your children notice and understand the sensations, images, feelings, and thoughts within them, which is uh, helpfully remembered by the acronym SIFT. 
right? Uh, sensations, images, feelings, and thoughts. The last few are exercise mindsight, which is a way of helping children calm themselves and focus their attention on where, what they, where they want to be to be calm, rational, logical problem solvers. Um, number 11, one of my favorites, increase the family fun factor. And number 12 is uh, actually one of the stronger ones, and it applies to really all of the previous ones, which is to connect through conflict. Right. Rather than um, kind of shying away from conflict, every conflict is an opportunity to help teach your child emotional regulation um, and to integrate their their brains, so to speak, and to connect with you as their caregiver. So connect through conflict, view conflict as an opportunity to teach your kids essential skills. And I know that's a lot. And we're not going to get into a big discussion about each of them, but there's some powerful stuff in there. There is. And as you're going through them, I'm like, you know, as we were taking show notes earlier, I'm like, oh, yeah, these are the ones that kicked out. And then it's like, oh, wow. What about oh, that one? Mm -hmm. Oh, that one. There is so much that's going in here. So, you know, as we're as we're going through this, we're trying to figure out how does this better me? How does this get me closer? And you've been parenting a little bit longer than I have. A little so bit. My questions, yeah. my questions to you is, did you read this book before the podcast? Yes. Oh, do you mean like last year or something? Yeah. <laughs> I read it before today. Um, no, I did <laughs> okay, not. I hope that's true. I, I did not read it before today, but it's funny that you mention it because this book in particular um, I, I took some professional development as an educator that, uh, if, if I'm being honest, really covers a lot of this same material and, and the words, like some of the vernacular, the vocabulary that they use around some of these concepts are just a little bit different. But the overarching kind of the, the backbone of this program is very similar to some of the training that I received as an educator, uh, you know, like nine years ago. Um, and unfortunately, that that training, um, they, they used it for a few years, and then they stopped and they substituted a different training, which I then got to experience too. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed in the new training because I felt like it left a lot of this important um, relationship and regulation stuff out. So this book, The Whole Brain Child, I felt did a great job helping me reconnect with those kind of real foundational brain science and emotional regulation um, kind of core uh, ideas that really were what helped me with my classroom management and parenting for for the last nine years um it didn't yeah, change you a lot use but... it on, you get to use it on both sides sorry yes um, but you get to yeah, use it on for both sure. sides so you get to use it at home mm -hmm. but you also get to use it with your classroom yeah definitely so you have a you have an ongoing you know revolution of parenting in a way but you know of kids that you get to practice this on over and over again yes absolutely and i have seen um, firsthand. So I, 
I've, I've been an educator for now about nine years. And um, so I've had, you know, more than 200 um, eight to 11 year olds kind of pass through my classroom over the years. And I can tell you from experience from uh, <laughs> over 200 children uh, practicing these skills with that this stuff absolutely works and it is powerful stuff. And I know that you have started using some of this with your own child and have yes. also found it to be pretty effective as well. So how yeah. has this helped you be a better parent? So, I mean, I'm, you know, we, we talked about this some already, but uh, the, the chaos and rigidity, if you're gonna walk through, walk away with anything from this book, there's a lot to walk away from this book, but for me to help understand my, you know, my four-year-old being is the, the, there's a picture in the book and you're, there's a river and your kids flowing down this river on either bank is one side is chaos and one side is rigidity, right? Mm -hmm. You know this, you've read the book, the listeners don't know this and they don't also see my hand gestures why I do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if they hit that bank, one of those banks is going to be chaos. Chaos is throwing tantrums. Chaos mm -hmm. is, is throwing things. Chaos could be biting or hitting, right? Right. Rigidity yeah. could be, no, it, it is bath time. This is what we do. This is where this goes. Mm -hmm. And there are times that they are bouncing back and forth on this emotional roller coaster. Again, hand movements that is just is just craziness and mm -hmm. finding the once i knew that it was like oh i'm able to look at the bean now and go oh she's in chaos mm -hmm. i gotta help her mm -hmm. find this center mm -hmm. and once i knew that it was it was really powerful stuff that helped me connect and better understand her um it, it, it would just, I mean, it kind of gives me the tinglies when I talk about it because, mm -hmm. you know, you got a four-year-old that's going through all these emotions and trying to figure out their place in the world. For sure. And this is, this is a tool that's like, hey, what's that? And what Dylan drew a picture. I, I drew, did. I drew a picture. He drew a picture. And we are going to share it on the social media because I'm going to force them to. Um, we are going to share it on the, on the social media. Um, because I, I think it's a pretty cool, pretty cool tool to use and a pretty cool tool to play with that, you know, we all, once you kind of have this understanding, it, it creates this, it creates less trauma for you as you're trying to navigate the child. I thought, so, I thought that the, the, the analogy of flowing down the river, right. Being in the middle of the river, represents kind of um you know e emotional peace so to speak right there, there's always going to be times where the environment gets a little chaotic right and how do we try to get back to the middle without steering ourselves and being too rigid and inflexible uh, for the child to become rigid and inflexible and have an emotional overreaction because things yeah. are not what they expect but i will also note that this analogy of balancing between chaos and rigidity is also a useful parenting analogy, 
right? We want kids, we want as parents to help kids be in that middle place. And the best way for us to do that is not to be over controlling, you know, a, a, a authoritarian, like, uh, super disciplinarians that's grinding them right into the bank of rigidity yeah. and not letting the kid like develop the decision making and regulation skills and emotional or excuse Where me relationship is. skills that they need whereas if we don't do anything as parents and we're neglectful or maybe a little too free range then they'll they'll possibly steer themselves into the chaos area and that's not healthy for them either you know i get parents no. I, I i remember i had a student a few years ago who who really struggled and i you know i'm trying to figure out like what are his interactions with other kids and I, so i i ask him you know you have brothers and sisters he's like yeah i'm the youngest of i think it was four or five and i said well how do you resolve conflicts at home because i'm trying to figure out like what is his heuristic like what's his model for how yeah, to resolve yeah, yeah. conflict with other kids and he was like oh my parents just tell us to work it out on our own so i'm like um so you're the youngest the smallest, the, the, the uh, least well adapted, the one who's struggling the most, and your parents are just like, yeah, cool, you can handle this. Somebody who obviously who doesn't have the relationship yeah. or emotional regulation skills, right? So yeah. we and don't this is want where this that whole book. Yeah, we don't. And this is where this whole book falls into that emotional intelligence category. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. And your, your, your kid can't read yet. Well, not my kid can't read. She's learning. <laughs> Mine but are doing okay. She's also, yeah. she's also not looking at self-help books. She's like, oh, no. yeah, that one, that one looks fun. The one with um, the cute pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we come into play to help create that self-help, to help create that emotional intelligence for them. Right. Yeah. Even, we have to be there you know, to coach them through that. Yeah. Even your daughters, that's our job. They're not like, mm -hmm. hey, you know how to win friends and influence people let's let's read that book I mean, <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe your oldest might do that but maybe she she maybe. would read it but I, I i think she's not quite ready yet i'm gonna give her a few years. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no this this whole yeah i i can't i i can speak pretty highly of this book and how it how it connects with people and i think maybe it was also the timing of the book having having a child that is is going through those you know emotional stages yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah i so, think this book also does a good job acknowledging that some some of this uh some of the struggles that we have with kids are normal and developmental and predictable, right? Kids being selfish, uh, taking the last pizza, or, or or not letting their kid, their brother, younger brother or sister, play with toys that they don't even play with anymore, like stuff like that, and and of course a litany of others is normal and to be expected. And as you probably remember, listeners hearing like those conflicts, that's where our job as parents 
is. It's to lean into those conflicts and those issues where we're seeing selfishness or we're seeing a lack of empathy or we're yeah. seeing our kid, you know, develop some a-hole tendencies if you'll remember back a couple books ago. Yeah. Um, but th- those are the moments. That is like, I don't want to say that we should look forward to those moments, but that like, that's where the lesson is, is in those moments of conflict when they've done something that's that's not consistent with emotionally regulated or empathetic behavior that is our time to shine as as kind of their coaches and their parents yeah and there's there's a quote that's early on and i i flagged it it's uh there are moments you are just trying to survive are actually opportunities to help your child thrive yes yeah and, and then later on, there was another quote that was a, a little snippet is uh, survive moments um, are also thrive moments. You so know, I'm, I'm going to say something here. And this is uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to call out. This is not about you, but look, parents. You can't. Listen up. Listen, you can't do this work that this book is asking you to do if you are not well emotionally regulated. I'm going to say that again. It's really hard to be the best parent you can be. We're we're all where we are, right? So work with what you have. Certainly put your best into it. But being emotionally regulated allows you to transition from just surviving and maybe teaching lessons that you don't intend. Kids are always learning, by the way. Every time you talk to them, every time you talk to someone around them, your tone, your body language, all of that, kids are learning. But the better emotionally regulated you are, the better you'll be able to use what's in this book to help your child be better emotionally regulated. So if you oh, yeah. jump right into this book and and read it and just try to jump right into it, that might be tricky. There may be some work that you need to do on your own. And I also want to give Dr. Siegel and Dr. Bryson some credit because there are actually sections within each of the chapters that break down how we can do that work as parents to prepare you to do the job that they're asking you to do in this book. The other thing I want to break down, and we haven't talked about this yet, is what we're talking about here is brain science. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of brainy stuff that we talk about in this book. Yes. Right? And those are the, the books I typically read, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. read a lot of development books, uh, personal development books, but I don't read a lot of brain science books. And I will tell you that they made brain science so approachable right it did not Agreed. feel heavy it did not mm-hmm. feel like oh my god we're talking about no we were talking about neuroplasticity in this book and it's mm-hmm. like hey i i can go and i can talk about this and read it now and feel yeah. i mean i guess i can i can't talk talk to it but i can talk to it in the sense of the book sure yeah and, yeah so and i would agree yeah. that they did a really good job of ex- explaining 
the science just uh, uh, if it's a word it I don't know if it's good or bad but just enough I actually thought they did a really good job with that they didn't go into like this overriding minutiae that's gonna um, be overwhelming for people. They tell you just enough to understand the principles and why the whole brain strategies that they're recommending are likely to work be, uh, by uh, helping you as the parent and, uh, understand the underlining kind of neurology that goes yeah. into that development. Yeah, they bring you, they, they give you like enough information on the brain science mm -hmm. and they take you right out there and mm -hmm. then right as you feel like they're you're about to lose it they're like hold, hold on a second let me show you how i can connect this to child development like, sure so yeah here's it here's let me tell you about my child screaming or you know whatnot so yeah you know i i feel like we're at a, a spot that it's dad joke time Oh dad, yeah, dad you got it. We're, we're about there, right? Dad we time. can do we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on um, me. You told me you had a good one today. I'm ready. I, I feel like I I'm very. Uh, what did the horse say when it tripped? I've fallen and I can't giddy up. Oh. <laughs> I can't giddy up. I can't giddy up. I like yeah. it. I I gotta I I thank you for sharing that one. I've got a brain one. <laughs> oh we're oh we're going. We're yeah, go I got just, I, it's yeah, now. now you're yeah. just kissing butt. I, I also have a story, but I'll save my story for another time. Anyway, <laughs> why can't a brain be 12 inches long? Why can't a brain be 12 inches long? Because then it's a foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so bad. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. My yeah. daughter came to me and she's been she's been learning about anatomy. This is my fourth grade daughter. She's wonderful. She learns like a sponge. It's amazing. But she comes to me and she's like, hey, dad do you know what your largest organ is? And I'm like, uh, isn't it my skin? And she's like, yeah, isn't that great? And I was like, hey, sweetie, do you know what your smallest organ is? And she's like thinking and thinking and thinking. And then I throw a big smile at her and I was like, it's your brain. And she she was so shocked. She attacked me. It was great. We were laughing and tickling and just having a good time, like just having fun with your kids. Yes, I tried to accuse her of having a small brain and she knew that I was joking and she thought it was hilarious. Love it. Yes. Well, having fun, are, is that, we, you know, we talk about the one thing that resonates with you in this book. Yeah. There is a spot about having fun. Is that the one thing that resonated with you? Oh, gosh. It, I mean, you there's know, a lot that resonates. So there, there's to a do lot. one is hard. I, I will say, you know, and, and so I'm going to, yes, I'll, I'll say, yes, it is fun. And I'll tell you why. The thing is, is that having fun also works in my job, right? In teaching that having hundreds of kids come through my care 
if you don't ever have fun, um, that is just such a great way to connect with kids. You know, being able to do just the right amount of teasing and to be secure enough in your relationship because you've had fun, because you're not afraid to take a joke, um, because you've had good times and you've been silly and you've, you know, done all those things. It, it's not a cure-all, right? It's one out of many, but it's a great way to really shore up um, the relationship. And that's really what it comes down to is a prioritization. All of these it can be looked at as a prioritization of the relationship, either the relationship between you and the child or relationship between parts of the child's brain, which is called in this book integration, right? Being able to um, help and coach the parts of the child's brain to work with each other, the left brain working with the right brain, the upper brain working with the lower brain, so to speak. Um, and then again, integration of having your, your family be a fun and functional family. So I would say, yeah, don't underestimate the power of the fun. Absolutely. Are you putting, are you putting the fun and functional? I'm putting the fun and functional. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get stickers made for that. Put Perfect. That, put, that, put that on a t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree. You got to have that fun. You got to, you got to, you know, we let the bean the other night. I'm like, well, what do you, it was, you know, we were actually eating dinner when I asked the question because we are a foodie family. Mm -hmm. I said, what do you want for dinner tomorrow? And she goes, Costco hot dogs. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was the cheapest and most expensive meal. Cheapest and most expensive. Yeah. Yeah. The hot dogs was like 13 bucks, but the other stuff that we got with the hot dogs was not, <laughs> was not $13, but you not know, $13. we let her, you know, we let the four-year-old pick, where do you want to go to eat? She chose Costco mm -hmm. hot dogs. I don't know what mm -hmm. she would have said if she, you know, if she chose a fancy restaurant, but you know, Costco hot dogs it was and it, it keeping that fun and keeping that you know excitement alive and you know well and you're doing another thing that's mentioned in the book too which is uh, uh, encouraging children to make choices right yeah. we uh, we uh, I get parents that ask me you know uh, uh, some some parents that I've had the great pleasure of dealing with very well-meaning sweet kind people who don't let their kids make any choices and that breaks my heart because i know that as you get older you get less parenting and more choices yeah. so i feel like they're really um denying their children a really important opportunity to to do that work of, of flexing that muscle of making choices yeah. of making sacrifices of making hard decisions. And frequently there, there are many parents that I work with that oftentimes they really try to, they'll either try to directly limit the number of choices that their children make um, in regarding things around the home. I have seen parents that will also limit the amount of 
very simple tasks that their children do. I've seen parents carry their child's backpack home for them. And it's a real head scratcher for me because it's like, well, you're not your child's porter. Why can't they carry their backpack? Why are we not just letting them do that simple task? Right. And so, I mean, and I know that's a small thing and that's not to, to, to like judge parents that do that because I'm sure there's other stuff that they do that I wouldn't even have thought of. But on the other hand, we are not going to be able to raise kids that are willing to do hard work that are able to make hard decisions that are able to keep it together when they're stressed out. If we're making choices for them, if we're denying them the chance to get their hands dirty or make themselves sweaty or work a little hard or push through some discomfort. I think that we're denying them something important when we do that. You know, you think about when you go and ask people questions, and this is an exercise adults could do. Just Mm -hmm. take a tally on how many times you're asking for something from somebody, right? And are they, are they giving you the answer? Are they, you know, asking you questions to get you the answer, Mm -hmm. that type of thing? Because if you're raising a child that they are always reliant on other people, Mm -hmm. right? That's what it's going to be. You know, if you, if you're not creating those, if you're not creating a functioning adult, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. going to create a, a kid that is going to be the stepbrother situation and they're going to stay, you know, live at home until they're 42 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, you know, there's yeah. a fine line between, you know, I don't I don't make my kid do too many chores or make too many decisions around the house because I want them to focus on their schoolwork. But yeah. I also find myself reminding other full grown adults that this is a nine-year-old this is a child right their priority should be growing up and having fun not leveraging tremendous amounts of responsibilities on them right separating them from their friends and decision making and chores we want them to grow into functioning adults so we um, want that's what we want. We want them to grow into functioning adults and mm-hmm. eventually move out of our house. Yes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a thing that we all we all need in life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm trying to think why, and I don't know why I'm blanking on this book. It was one of the first parenting books we read. Um. And. Uh, it wasn't this. Uh, how to raise kids who aren't hunt, a-holes hunt, gather parent oh hunt, hunt gather, gather parent. parent. yes mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of what we're talking about here yeah is in hunt gather parent you know you're raising functioning adults so yes you know uh, to to change it up a little bit um when i read this book there's a lot in this book that connected with coaching yeah and yeah i would a agree a lot of this book connected with coaching mm-hmm. and the th- there's um as you were going through the 12 um and i'll i'll say one of the fun games that i've i've done 
uh, is the sift. Right? Yeah, sift. Yep. That that is that like, it's an easy fun game to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on, right? But when I when I look at this book, I, I in a, and having a, a four-year-old, I, I think about all the emotional stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So the the connect and redirect. Right. Yes. This is we're talking. This is like chapter two. This is early stuff in the book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you're connecting with the right, so you're connecting with emotion. Right side mm-hmm. of the brain is what we're connecting yep. with, right? And then after you've connected, right? Because when they're in that mindset of you know they're in they're in the right side of the brain, they're emotional. They don't want to hear logic. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how logical it is. Mm-hmm. No, these these shoes go on these feet doesn't matter right mm-hmm. you will hurt your feet if you were, doesn't matter right so it's connecting right connecting yes. and meeting them where you're at and that's really when you're in coaching that's what you're talking about you're talking about meeting them where you're at right yes yeah absolutely and then and then in the redirecting it's about putting logic into it mm-hmm. right and in coaching it it's not really by putting logic it's acting uh, asking some you know curiosity questions sure yeah back that onion understanding right as parents we're interjecting logic we're interjecting you know know, this is if you do this you will get hurt right and i watched my daughter move a trampoline over so she could jump off something really high onto this trampoline. <laughs> and I could see it going through her head. Oh, yeah, matter. absolutely. And yeah. this was this was pre me reading this book. And it mm-hmm. didn't matter. I'm like, if you do this, you are going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, oh no, no. The, I, I'm going to do this. I, I got my cape on. It's like whoa, <laughs> the cape. Ah, uh, yes. Whoa there. Right. Uh-huh. So there's a quote and I, I wrote it out. Um, because I really like this, and I don't even know if I wrote it out 100% right, so it might have been paraphrased a little bit, but no matter how nonsensical and frustrated your child feels, or no matter how nonsensical and frustrating your child feels may seem to us, they are real important to them. Yes. Yes. And it is vital that we treat them as such in our response they know Mm -hmm. of our response isn't fake when they show you this picture and you're like oh that's cool they know you're you're blowing smoke they're learning from everything you do well and if you think about it we don't we don't like it when people trivialize or you know flap their hands at at our emotions like we know we feel what we feel. And for children, it's even more intense. Like they are even, you could, right? Because they're less capable of emotional yeah. regulation. They are even deeper in that oh, rabbit yeah. hole of emotion, right? And, you know, you're absolutely right. So connecting emotionally first, Um, there was a great uh, kind of example later on in the book of how this played out. There's a little boy, they're at a restaurant, he leaves the table and goes hide and hides behind a pillar at like this Mexican restaurant. And the mom is like, 
okay, well, how do we deal with this? Everybody's staring at me and my kid here. So she went over to the kid and it started with that connection. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're really frustrated. Yeah. I'm frustrated. Right. By naming that emotion, that's how you can make that emotional connection. That name it to tame it is the other part that came up in this book. Yeah. And that is very much so a coaching thing too. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, putting a name to something, Mm -hmm. you know, and asking, what would you call this? Yeah. You know, letting, letting, it's usually letting the, and in this case, also the child, letting them name it. If they can. So what I'll, what I'll add, what I'll add to that is that oftentimes kids, their emotional vocabulary is still developing. Right. Um, And so oftentimes what children actually need is for if they can name their emotion if you can get them to that place that's great do that if they're doing you're doing something right yeah if they're stuck (laughs) which is like i i work with fourth graders right so nine ten sometimes eleven year olds Uh, oftentimes they they'll be stuck they won't know what emotion they're feeling or when you ask them how are they feeling they'll just say bad right they won't say confused they won't say jealous they won't say embarrassed and all of these words like there's nuance there like there's a difference between nice and being generous right one is pretty specific and by putting a name you know the difference between i feel bad and i feel embarrassed i feel ashamed i feel stupid right those are all we got to help kids with that so anyway she's in the restaurant she says you look really frustrated you look really mad the kid's like yes i'm mad at daddy right? Well, why are you mad at daddy? What's going on? Well, he said I had to eat half my quesadilla before I should have my dessert. And that's too much. And the lady could have been like, "Mm, well, (laughs) you got to eat your lunch, kid, before you can get dessert. But she didn't go there. What she said instead was, "Um, well, that's what daddy said. And I I can't, I can't give you a new plan. But what I can say is that um, what if you thought of a different amount of quesadilla that was more reasonable for you to eat what what do you think you could do and then she left right so kind of like with your coaching example she asked some questions and she gave the child some space she walks away she sits back kid comes back finally after a minute and says dad half a quesadilla is too much dad says well then how much do you think would be appropriate he says 10 bites Dad says, mm, okay, 10 bites was more than half the quesadilla. Yeah. Kid doesn't right? know what half is. They and now half. the kid has buy-in to that decision. Yep. And what, what have the parents taught him? They've taught him that A, there are times when it's a when it's there are times when it's appropriate to negotiate. And that's not every time, by the way. I can already see people waving their red flags. Negotiation is not appropriate every time, but negotiation is better than a tantrum, right? Negotiation is better than a breakdown. Negotiation is better than war, (laughs) right? So it it is war because you're like, if you're trying to leave the house and you're like, no, I want to wear my pajamas. It's like, no, right? No, you got to find a way to connect. And if if a kid is already blowing up, 
if they're already blowing up, if they're already emotionally over revved, right? They're not operate. Their logical brain is not online right now. You work with the brain that they're giving you. You connect with yes. them through emotions. Wow, you really wanted to wear your pajamas. I can tell you're really disappointed. Are you disappointed? Well, let's think about another plan. Oh, how about these sweatpants? They're kind of like pajamas. Would that be okay? Right? And then you can actually go somewhere with it, but you got to connect first. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you, um, and this happened, this happened uh, while I was reading the book. Um, so while I was reading the book, Valentine's Day happened, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was into the night, and I gave the daughter a choice. I said, "Hey, do you want to stay down here a little bit longer? You want to watch some Bob's Burgers, or do you want to go upstairs right now and take a bath?" I gave her the choice. I want to stay down here and I want to watch Bob's Burgers. Okay. 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 So that means we're not taking a bath. We're not yes. taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we go upstairs, Bob's Burgers is over. Now she's mad. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to go upstairs. I'm like, okay. We, we, I convinced her to go upstairs. Go upstairs. I start taking her clothes off, right, for bath time. She's yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Daddy, you broke my heart on Valentine's Day. <laughs> did she say year. that oh wow God. i i feel uh, sorry for whoever she dates like she nah. should destroy this person <laughs> right? <laughs> the emotional intelligence and manipulation this kid's gonna have daddy you, you broke my heart on valentine's day and she snuggled in close to me puppy dog eyes and i'm like okay what's going on how did daddy break your heart Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and it's boiled down to it was the end of the night, and she knew mm-hmm. that means that we weren't going to be like together as a family anymore. She likes those family days. No, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, and then she lost me when she's like, "I want a bath." Now she's bouncing between that chaos and uh-huh, you know, yeah. She wants mm-hmm. that struck. I want. I want a bath. No, we're not taking a bath tonight. We can't do that, hon. Yeah. 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 So we negotiated. I want a quick bath, Daddy. Okay. Oh, quick bath. How how long? Five minutes, Daddy. Four-year-olds don't have the concept of time. Five minutes. No, they do not. Yeah. It wasn't what she wanted. There were some Mm -hmm. more tears. Mm Mm-hmm. We, we we got we did our things but the book helps the book helped me like try to figure out where she's at instead mm-hmm. of just going no <laughs> i don't care we're we're putting on jammies we're going to bed you're tired yeah like, i'm tired it helped me fit, realize where she was at and I, I it's it's why i think i preached this book so much it's a good book absolutely yeah, yeah. And I will, any person that the bean brings over to date, I will wish them luck. <laughs> Good luck. Well, you, you did the work that the book is asking us to do, right? Which is yes. when we do have a conflict, when we do have challenges, that's when we have to take our adult, emotionally regulated selves and 
help them work through that business. And sometimes negotiation is the correct path. Sometimes learning to accept disappointment is the correct path, right? That's, and that's a, and yeah. there's, of course, a myriad of other directions it can go. Um, but being with them for that and for us to be good coaches for them, right? We've got to have our act together too. We can't take, you know, we, we can't, because sometimes kids will yell at you. You broke my heart, daddy. Like there are probably some heart. parents who would take that really personally. I can't believe you would say that. I worked my buns off. I gave you the dinner that you wanted. Why would you say that to daddy? Go to bed, right? Which was, which was green olives. Green olives and cheese was her dinner that night. That's oh, that and, is... and, fan, and fancy ham. And fancy ham, of course. Yeah. But like somebody could have that reaction of you're, you're so you're such an ingrate. Like, I can't believe you would say that to me, go to bed, no bath time. Yep. Right. And then we've, yeah. we've damaged the relationship in that case. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a great book. It's a, it's a helpful book. Absolutely. I, I, I speak highly of this book. I think it's a, it's a fun book. Um, I, I think I will end up reading no drama discipline eventually once we get through you know this season and you know one of the things we've talked about and we you know we when we talk about the parenting as we you know wrap up here we talk about the parenting we talk about everything we talk about our emotional intelligence right mm -hmm. and we're reading other books this this season so we're reading um we're reading emotional intelligence is one of the books um and then we're reading discipline is destiny and then uh, emotional agility. Well, we we've already we've already produced discipline is destiny. So that was yeah we uh, yeah discipline is destiny is out now, mm -hmm. and I don't remember what episode it is. Uh, um, episode three for season episode two, three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, discipline and destiny is out, and you know we preach a lot of Ryan Holiday around here. We are Ryan Holiday groupies. I don't know. If we, have <laughs> we are Ryan Holiday groupies around here so when we you know as as parents we all you know we all get tired we all get frustrated you know read some of these books find find those things find the space and all that um yeah, yeah. i think em emotional intelligence is our last book of the season or at least of the 12 episodes we have planned for right now emotional agility is our next, next week yeah so Next i'm looking week. forward to that yeah. yeah absolutely yeah and really you know this book well you said it in the beginning and you said parents grandparents uncles mm -hmm. you know todd we, we went through those people who read it the other person or people i would say should read this is is new leaders okay right? yeah mm -hmm. leaders that are you know that are you know they you just started managing people or you're in school to learn how to manage people better um, there's a lot of techniques in here that can be done with adults they're a mm -hmm. little bit different and I, I i bet you i bet you uh this book could be rewritten to adults um in certain ways but for the most part, these things can work with adults. And I would say any any new leader 
uh, can learn a lot from this book. I would agree. So. I, I'm looking these over and I all of them have some relevance, but like connect connecting uh, before redirecting, naming it to tame it, um, engage, don't enrage, use it or lose it. Um, those are like the first four of the whole brain strategies. There are others that are a little more specific to like unpacking childhood trauma and associations. Not sure that Which those are always the right path yeah. forward for all reports. Um, but like then like um, whole brain strategy number eight, letting the cause of emotions roll by, like that's related to emotional regulation, um, being all, all insightful, the, all having things. fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's all these things that are in there. And as you say Definitely. that, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. There's a lot, <laughs> a, lot, a lot here. Yeah, there's a lot of good oh. stuff in here. Um, and really, again, it's The Whole Brain Child by Dr. Siegel and Dr. Bryson. Um, they also wrote No Drama Discipline. Dr. Bryson does have a few videos on her YouTube channel about No Drama Discipline, if you want to check that out before you read the book. Um, this book, The Whole Brain Child, is really about integrating all the emotional parts of the child so that your child's whole brain is working together yeah. to produce emotionally resilient, happy children that are going to yeah. lead to a peaceful home environment for you. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to I shout out to all the, the parents out there doing the work. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I've I heard, I've been told that having, uh, I told four is one of the hardest years. Yes. Um, and I feel like we're, we're newly into four and I'm already feeling that. So shout out to all the parents who've made it through four. You've made it through four twice. Um, yes. And that didn't have access to this book and didn't have the resources that are available now to do that. I, so I've got to say parents. I have professional training around how to deal with kids. And I really <laughs> wish that I'd had this book um, 15 years ago. Um, to, to, I just think it's so helpful. And ultimately, look, every parent out there, I know y'all are doing the best you can with what you've got. And I appreciate it. This is, again, just a few more tools in your quiver to help you out to really to really help you maintain your sanity to raise a happy, happy, healthy human. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. Thanks for uh, meeting with me tonight, my dude. Yeah. No, thank you. My and pleasure. thanks everybody for listening and yeah. Yeah. It's good night. Have a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. You too. Take care. Our podcast was originally recorded on Zoom. Special thanks to Skillsoul on Pixabay for providing our intro and outro music. If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button on your podcast provider. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes Review Books. Let us know what you think we should review. Keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep pursuing what's important to you, and keep listening to our podcast. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> 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 <laughs>